This is Lance Turner, pastor at Grow Church. We'd like to thank you for joining our podcast. We pray the message today stirs your faith and it causes you to grow. Enjoy the message. I would usually say high five people, but don't. So uh, just give a wink or something, snap, whatever it is. <laughs> good morning, guys. How are y'all? Okay, two of y'all are good. That's good. Good morning. How y'all doing? There we go. Awesome. Listen, we're so excited you're here. Uh, thank you so much for coming to service physically or if you're online. Can we give a good welcome to online and Pastor Lance and Lori? Woo-hoo! Yes, we love you guys, and we are so excited that you decided to join us, even if it's online. So if you don't know me, I think most of you people in the room do. My name is Amber, and I am the student pastor here at Grow Church. Woo, woo, shout out to Grow Students. Speaking of that, we don't have Grow Students tonight, so if you have um, any kind of, I know it's upsetting, I know. We don't have Grow Students tonight, but if you'll follow our Instagram, I'm going to go live at 530 and give a good word. So um, if you want to tune in, any adults, it's at Grow Students with an extra S at the end of it on Instagram, um, and we'll be going live there at about 530. So please um, tune in if you know any 6th through 12th graders or anyone who just needs a word. Uh, just have them tune in. I'd love to um, to speak that word. So how many of you are excited to be here? <laughs> Me. I don't, listen, I can't be cooped up for too long. I wasn't made for that. I'm telling you. I was like, Lord, if you don't know, I work in a um, healthcare, I work in healthcare, so I work in an outpatient surgery center, and I was like, Lord, you're going to have to keep me safe, because I cannot be isolated. I cannot not see people or hang out with people or talk to people, but I will say, use wisdom. If someone tells you to do that, please do that. Um, don't, don't like, touch people and um, <clears throat> go into work anyways and do all that stuff. Just use wisdom. Um, God gave you wisdom for a reason, um, but he also, that we will not live in a spirit of fear, and so I will say, just to back up Denise on what she said, we literally have been praying all week, the leadership here has been praying all week, because we noticed all kinds of churches just canceling, and and what the CDC was saying, and what the government was saying, and what the governor was saying, so uh, we will say thank you so much if you um, didn't come, but you are tuned in, that's exciting. Uh, if you're not tuned in, we're going to post this for later, so you'll get to see this later. So be, you know, just just stay home if you're not, you know, if you're scared or whatever. Uh, we want to make sure you're safe and healthy. That is our main concern. But also, thank you for being in the room. So who's excited about the Word? I am so excited about the Word. Um, so yesterday on our conference call, as soon as Lance and Lori got off the boat, they're safe, by the way. If you didn't see their video on Facebook, they are safe and sound. Um, I got a text this morning about 8 o'clock that they made it home uh, from the airport. So they are safe and sound at home, uh, but they are going to take some precautions because they've been on a boat with like 3,000 people. So they're just going to take some precautions and get tested and all that stuff. So, um, or, or otherwise, they would have been here. So shout out to our pastors. Who has the best pastors in the world, I think? <laughs> Absolutely. So today I'm going to speak on peace um, slash fear not. And the reasoning I'm going to speak on this, and if you, if you were here probably two years ago, uh, you're probably going to notice some of the same, like, references and some of the, thing, some of the same, like, uh, scriptures and stuff. But whenever I was preparing yesterday, because we decided, because I've been studying for sacrifice for the last, like, three or four weeks, we decided yesterday as a staff that we needed a on-time word um, and for peace and for just people to understand we do not fear. Like God is faithful and he has us, so just walk in it, you know. So um, yesterday whenever I was preparing, I spent a few hours 
And I was just like, okay, I'm just running through my brain like, what am, what am I going to say? What am I going to speak on? What am I going to do? And so I'm looking up scriptures. I'm looking up different things and uh, just trying to research some stuff as what is the best word for you guys to hear, right? During this time of panic and, and craziness and chaos, I just wanted to make sure that you guys got a good word, um, a good foundation. So I was researching, and I instantly, about two years ago, preached a sermon called Peace Under Pressure. And so with that, I'm just going to use some bits and pieces of that, and I feel like the Holy Spirit has added stuff to it. And I feel like there's some new people here that could probably really hear it. And then me, it, it really touched me yesterday because I was like, man, I wrote this, and it's still like, hallelujah. I'm sitting, in, I'm sitting on my chair going, praise God. Like, this is awesome, and this is good. So I'm going to pray over the word. If you guys can just bow your heads. God, dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you so much for this opportunity. God, what a privilege and an honor it is to be up on this stage. God, I pray that, God, that these are your hands and feet. God, this is your voice. God, I'm your vessel. Use me, Jesus. God, bless the word. God, may we, may we stay planted in the word during this time. God, may we hold on to you and keep our eyes on you, no matter what storm or crazy stuff is going around. We love you, Jesus. Everybody said amen. amen. So with this virus, there's pretty much a crisis, right? <laughs> and with every crisis, there's an opportunity. And that's what's really cool about it. There's an opportunity for us as a church to pray with people and to be there for people. And I can't tell you how many times at work this week uh, we were just not only fellow nurses. Most of my fellow nurses, uh, we usually pray and, like, you know, we believe that God's faithful and he's going to get us through and all this kind of stuff. But I deal with, like, the family member side, and I keep family members updated and make sure they know what's going on with the surgeries and how they're doing. And so in that, I've had multiple, multiple questions with that. And it's just like, what are you, what are you guys doing about the coronavirus? Do you think we're going to die? Do you think that? And I'm just like, listen, like, <laughs> well, I don't function in a spirit of fear. So I believe that God gave me multiple opportunities last week just to say, listen, God is faithful. And, like, God is getting us through this, and he is good, even when we don't see it. So just hold on to that. So God has given you and me and us an opportunity to minister to people during this time. Man, people are going crazy. Like, I've seen some crazy people. And it's okay. They're just, but the thing is, is like, it's not them. They're just acting out of an emotion called fear. And so they're acting out of that. And when they act out of that, everything gets crazy, right? Fear doesn't come from the Lord. Fear comes from the enemy. And what it says in John 10, 10 is like the enemy comes in to still kill and destroy. And that's what's happening right now. Like, the enemy is coming in, and he's trying to still kill and destroy. But the second half of that is the promise that we have to hold on to. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full, and we will walk in that fully alive, right? We will walk in that abundant life, and we will hold on to that because we're not going to function in a spirit of fear. So I'm going to read the first scripture there to use John 10, 10. Sorry, guys, went out of order. But um, <laughs> uh, 2 Timothy 1, 7, and it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. But in these times of fear and the unknown, we must trust Jesus. We must trust Jesus. We must truly know what peace is and what his word says about trusting him and having faith over fear. So once again, I, I had it in here. It truly reminds me of John 10, 10. And as I was studying yesterday, I didn't have this in my notes from last time, but God really put it in my spirit. I even said it on Thursday night at practice because we were getting a little antsy Thursday night and talking about different things. And, like, truly the enemy is coming in to stir up fear. You guys must understand this. We should not walk in it. We should walk in by faith, right? And that's what God is telling us, not fear but faith. 
So hold on to the faith. Don't get the, the Fs mixed up. Make sure you do faith and not fear, okay? So what I thought of whenever I thought of peace, I'm going to speak on peace for a few moments, and I'll wrap it up in the end with a little bit of Scripture, encouraging you and letting you hold on to what the promises that he has for you in Scripture. So when I thought of free, peace, the definition in the dictionary is freedom from disturbance, quiet, and tranquility. Have you ever heard your mom or your daddy say, I need some peace and quiet? Me. I've heard it 155,000 times. If my mom was watching, she'll get me later. But I'm telling you, there was a lot of kids in the house at once, and we heard that a lot. Peace and quiet. We've all been there. What do you think of when the word peace is mentioned? What do you think of when the word peace is mentioned? Yeah, exactly. So a lot of examples is a baby sleeping under a warm blanket. Can I get an amen from the baby's mamas in here? Yeah. Uh, Two enemies laying down their arms and embracing each other. That's peace. Um, A beautiful sunset on a beach. Maybe it's a book for you. Maybe it's you just chilling and watching some Hulu or Netflix or something. I don't know what it is for you to have your peace. But peace can seem different for so many people. And sometimes it's a place, sometimes it's food, sometimes it's family. just depends. Uh, When I used to think of peace, I'd think of a cruise. So I went on a cruise with Lance and Lori. It was my very first cruise I've ever been on, and they had a balcony room. And I remember sitting there and looking at the sunset, not the sunrise because I don't get up at that time, but the sunset. And as I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there and I have my feet. We both have our feet just propped up, not Lance, Lori. We both have our feet just propped up on the balcony and looking at the sunset. I have a picture of it, really. It's amazing. I should have sent it to him to put up, but... That was true peace for me, like hearing the waves and just going through the ocean in the middle of nowhere. I have no clue where we were, but in that moment, it was like, man, this is peaceful, and God's beauty is amazing, and what an amazing creator he is. So that was a moment of peace for me, Um, but as I started to grow in my relationship with Jesus, I then realized and started to learn what true peace looked like. In just a moment, I have two pictures I'm going to show you in just a second. And the first picture is going to look regular. So you guys, can y'all put that first picture up there? So this looks a little crazy and fearful to me. Uh, anybody in the room scared of storms? Just me? That's good. Um, I am like, I wouldn't say scared anymore. I would say it makes me a little nervous. Like if I'm in a thunderstorm and I'm by myself or like the power goes out or whatever, I'm like, Lord, let the power go out while I'm sleeping, so I don't know. But it's a little scary for me, and this seems to be a little rough, Right? seems to be just fearful if you're standing out there. And so whenever I was looking up images on Google of a picture of peace, this popped up. And I said, what in the world? This doesn't make any sense to me. And I was like, this makes no sense of what peace is for me. But they're going to zoom in in just a second. If you'll pull up the next picture. They zoomed in, and there was a bird sleeping in the midst of this storm. And that was peace. So for me... What it looks like is like God's hand is holding this bird in the midst of this storm. And it reminds me of us. Like God is holding us in the midst of this virus. God is holding you in the midst of this storm. And the fear and the craziness is all around you. It is. And it is getting crazy, okay? Like, but he is holding you safe and sound. And he's like, you know what? Calm down. Like, I got this. I'm faithful. And I'm going to hold you through this storm. So that was a super awesome example for me. Whenever I seen that. Um, so in life, sometimes we have a temporary peace. 
or a counterfeit piece. And what that looks like is like whenever you are finding, trying to find happiness or trying to find something that fills that void for you or tries to, to hold you in that spot to make you happy, it's only temporary if you don't have God, if you don't have a relationship with Christ, if you're not striving to be in peace with him. So that's what, I want to, that's what I want you to hear today is I don't want you to just, you know, be fearful. And I don't want you to sit in fear and just say, you know what, I'm just going to be, I'm just going to sit in my room and I'm just going to read this book. And I'm just going to maybe even watch Hulu or whatever. I'm not going to look at the news. I'm not going to pay attention to anything. And for a moment, that's peace for you in your house. But for me, it's like that's counterfeit peace. That's momentarily just in that moment of temporary but God wants us, to, he has a promise of peace, and peace is a promise he keeps for us. So in that, it's like you have got to, you've got to hold on to his word. You've got to be steadfast in his word. You've got to read his word. Guys, you can hear I keep saying that in these times, like you're going to have trouble, and there's going to be storms, and there's going to be crazy things going on. But Jesus said, take heart, I have overcome the world. Understand that it is possible. Understand that he is faithful. And I know I keep saying that, but that's just something that just resonates inside of me. So a temporary escape is a counterfeit piece. My question is, what do you use as your temporary escape and you call it peace? What is a temporary escape for you that you call peace? Could be food, could be a relationship, could be validation from other people, it could be money. Who in here is secure when they have some money in their bank account? Amen, okay? <laughs> I checked it this morning, making sure the banks and stuff ain't going crazy, okay? So, I mean, <laughs> we just feel secure in that, right? It's temporary escape from what's really going on, and we label it as peace. God says he doesn't need us to have all these relationships with all these people to have peace, or to feel popular to have peace, or to have the most money to have peace, I just need you to be in me, get in my word, have a relationship with me, because he is the prince of peace, right? It says that in Isaiah 9, 6, all these things it names, but it also names that he's the prince of peace. He has peace in him. Everybody has the need for peace. But until we realize that the only true peace comes from Jesus, we'll do whatever it takes to find that peace or that happiness. And that's what gets us in trouble sometimes is we're trying to find that peace or that happiness in something else. Like I said, the distraction and just staying in your room and just wanting to close everything else out. But I'm just letting you know that it doesn't have to be temporary. And at the end of service, I'm going to give an opportunity for uh, the gospel and for you to have salvation or have a relationship with Christ, even the ones online, because I truly believe that is where peace comes from. It's not anything else. It's nothing else. You can, be, you can be happy in all this stuff. You can be happy with all the money in the world. And you can be ha I hear people all the time, I wish I could win the lottery and blah, 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 blah. And, and I'm not knocking it. I wish you win the lottery too. But it's just like you think that's going to be the ultimate happiness for you. So in that, in the midst of all this craziness, in the midst of this virus, and I'm not, I'm not knocking the virus. Like, it's a real thing. It's happening. Like, people are dying from it. I don't know the statistics at the moment, but people are dying from it, and things are happening, and people are being quarantined. And But in that, you, you have to have that peace that passes all understanding. And you won't, whenever you're quarantined or whenever you're going through this or you know someone that's going through this, it truly will be a storm. 
It will be. There will be waves and there will be, you know, all kinds of winds and different things. And it just reminds me of what Ron said last week whenever he talked about trust. Isn't God good about talking about trust that way? Whenever he talked about trust and he said, Peter said, command me to come out the boat. And Jesus said, come. And when he did, he stepped out the boat on the water. And Jesus said, keep your eyes on me. In the midst, and I'm thinking of like a daggum like hurricane happening or something. Like, I mean, the winds are crazy. The everything, that picture was what I was thinking of whenever I think of Peter stepping out of that boat. But it just calms and he's looking at Jesus and he has his eyes on Jesus. But the moment that he moves his eyes off of Jesus, he starts sinking. He starts falling. Now Jesus comes over and helps him up, right? Jesus pulls him out. But if we just keep our eyes on Jesus and our face in his word, and understanding the promises that he keeps and understanding that he's faithful and understanding that he is our strength and our comfort and the many different things that comes along with, with our relationship with Christ. If we hold on to that and we understand that, man, we will have the peace that passes all understandings. We can step out of the boat in the middle of a hurricane. Listen, we can walk somewhere into the midst of a coronavirus and believe, I don't advise that, but I, and believe that he's going to, that he has you taken care of if you have your eyes on him. You can't move your eyes. What in your life is a temporary escape for what God can actually give you peace in? So, like, what is, what is that temporary thing that God can actually give you happiness in if you just give it to him? If it's something that, that you need to get rid of or you need to cut off? If your peace is found in him, it can do something that can never be taken from you. Nobody can take your peace because it's God on the inside of you. But if you choose to put it to the side and to act out of your flesh, you gave it away. You might lose your cool with someone. You're going to give it away to get angry. The peace of God is unmovable, unshakable, and it stays in you. You're not going to find anything else. Any, anything else to find peace in if it's not Jesus. So John 16, it says, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Not the temporary thing that the world offers, but true peace through Jesus. The only way you can overcome this is if you have Residence in the one who has overcome all of it. So if you're taking notes, number one, number one would be God promises peace, but not the absence of pressure. So until you figure this out, you'll be disappointed in God many times. You'll blame everything on God. You'll say, why God? You just, I mean, all that, you just won't understand. But God doesn't promise us Sometimes whenever we're, we're walking through this Christian life and we're like, man, we got this umbrella that's like, ain't nothing coming against me, ain't nothing raining on me, like I am walking in the Lord. But he did not promise us, he didn't promise us that we wouldn't face things and there wouldn't be storms. But, but the point of it is and the thing that you have to hold on to is keeping your eyes on him. Exactly what Ron said last week, making sure your eyes are on him in the midst of this storm. So God promises peace, but not the absence of pressure. This is where we get things wrong. People think when we get saved, we're automatically put under this peace umbrella and nothing is going to happen to us. Everything's going to be fine. 
pressure is the only way we truly identify if we truly have peace. If everything's good all the time, that's how we know we have peace. So I'm going to talk about the fishermen in the Bible just for a moment. They were professional fishermen. Let me just say that. They're professional. This is what they did for their living. They know the wind. They know the water. They know the waves. They know everything about the ocean. The waves and the wind were so heavy, they got scared for their lives. They asked, where's Jesus? He's sleeping, and he woke up in peace. He reassured their peace. He was sleeping. I want that kind of peace, to sleep on a boat in the middle of a storm kind of peace. The storm that you're in is not to take you out. It's to identify where you are. Do you really have peace through Jesus? Jesus promises peace to us if we stay in him. It's those testy times when I need, pay, need peace, not the good times, the pressured times. Who in here is thankful for the pressured times? I'm thankful for the pressured times. What God is saying is that as a believer, you're not supposed to have moments of peace. You're supposed to live in peace. Not a place where you go or a place you run to, but a place you abide in. God is saying uh, is that as a believer, you're supposed to have moments of peace. You're not supposed to have moments of peace. You're supposed to live in peace. <laughs> not a place where you go or a place you run to, but a place you abide in. You can't control what happens around you. We can't control this coronavirus. We can't con control the madness of people going to get toilet paper. And we can't control <laughs> the craziness of shelves being empty of everything in a store. We can't control it. We're going to face it. There's going to be pressures. There's going to be things we're going to face. You can't control the different circumstances that goes on around you, but you do have someone there to help you. And that's sometimes what we forget. That's when we seem to get stressed out is when we feel as if we're doing it alone. And then the enemy comes in at that moment. He's like, you are doing it alone. Even in a room full of hundreds of people, you feel so alone. I remember that. I remember that moment of... Even being, being saved and in my singleness of many, many years, um, it was like I was alone in a room full of people. I had the most people surrounding me and rooting me on. I mean, these people here love me. I'm going to just let you know. If you don't know, Grow Church loves Amber. So, and, and what that looks like is I had people rooting me on from every angle, even from my family back home. And from the different things. And even serving in ministry. And, and I don't know why I'm going off on this rabbit trail for a second. Maybe you need to hear this. But the enemy tries to separate you and isolate you. And he wants to make you feel like you're alone. But you're not. You're not alone. Like he is there. Even in the midst of death. And even in the midst of different things that's happening in your life. And the storms and stuff. Sometimes we get our eyes off of Jesus. And in that moment, that's where we feel the most lonely. I bet Peter felt so lonely drowning in the water, right, until Jesus came up to him, right? In that moment, he's thinking, oh, how am I going to get up out of this water? Loneliness. The enemy will isolate you and tell you that you're not good enough, that you don't do anything good enough, that you don't have anything going for you, that these dreams and things that other people are, that the, Jesus is telling you is not what he has for you. And that's what the enemy will do. But you've got to keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Whenever I refocused my attention, whenever I said, you know what, God, you have promised me. You have promised me a husband. 
you have promised me these things. God, you have promised me the multiple, multiple things that I have written down and prayed over for years. You promised that, and I know it will come to pass. So in your season of loneliness, in your season of, of not feeling good enough, that's the enemy. Fix your eyes. Fix your eyes on Jesus. And he has the peace that passes all understanding. So life happens. What happens when pressure comes into our lives? If you feel surrounded, God is saying he can help you if you just ask him. A lot of times we feel like we can do it ourselves. A lot of times we're like, you know what, I got this. Like, I don't need no help. I don't need Jesus to do this. I don't need blah, blah, blah. No, we need Jesus. Like, <laughs> we need to ask him for help. You can't pray your life away or shout it away. Jesus said it in this life, you will have trouble. So he said you will have trouble. The reassuring part is take heart. I have overcome the world. I made it through, and so will you. <laughs> Just follow me and, and do what I did and share the gospel with these people and point Jesus to me, and you will make it through. You might see a storm or two, but you're going to make it through. The pressures are com coming, and the enemy is sitting back grinning, seeking who he may devour because he thinks he's gotten your head and your thoughts and told you all these lies. And that's whenever he starts to isolate. So the next question is, how do I receive his peace? Can someone bring the lights up? I think people are taking notes, and they might need some, some light if someone doesn't mind really quick. Sorry, thank you. So number two, accept Jesus and use his help. The pressure of life cannot be picked up by any other than God. The world will always weigh you down. But as believers, we don't have to settle for that. We have a God who is there to help and who has peace that surpasses all understanding. If we'll just keep our eyes on him. True peace is knowing you never have to go through anything alone. Not saying I don't have to go through things. It's saying I don't have to go through it alone. The reason, does anyone know the reason why God allows pressure? For growth. For growing. It's uncomfortable. Who here was uncomfortable this past week when things started changing? We're in the midst of uncomfort. <laughs> We're in the midst of discomfort whenever you walk into the store on a Tuesday because that's your regular grocery shopping day. And you walk in there and you can't find a single thing on the shelf that you wanted. It is uncomfortable, and it is change that you're not used to, and we're not used to change. The peace that God wants to give you will surpass all the understanding of these weights and pressures in life. A peace that makes you start having confidence when you look at life and the different things that are surrounding you. There's a different way you approach life when you have peace that surpasses all understanding. There's a different approach when you realize you have God working on your behalf. Don't push God away when you need him when, because he's there in the pressure. 1 Peter 5, 7. It says, give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. Stop stressing and give all your worries to God. What do you stress most about? I'm sure you can think of 500 things in your head right this second. Something you stress most about. This is your moment to give it to God. And that peace will come in and just settle, settle that hole that you feel like is just empty. That is the moment where, where God steps in. So number three, pursue peace. So go towards peace. 
Salvation gives us peace. In Philippians 1, 2, it says, May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. And in Romans 5, 1, it says, Therefore, since we have, made, have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. So, abiding. Abiding means staying. Staying planted, staying rooted. The type of peace that, you, that makes you sleep in a boat. That's the kind of peace that we want. That's the kind of peace that we want to stay abiding and rooted in. So Isaiah 26.3 says, I know there's a lot of scripture in this moment, but it will all tie together. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. And then John 14.27, it says, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a, is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. So pursuing produces peace like God. It produces peace with other people, and it produces this calmness. In Psalms 34, 14, it says, Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. What are you doing to live at peace with different people that you're facing? It could be many different things. It could be just a coworker that happens to get on your nerves. It could be uh, your kids. It's possible. Uh, it could be the people that have 500 toilet paper rolls in their grocery cart and you really just need one, okay? It could be that. It could be that moment of what are you doing to live at peace with those people? What are you doing to live at peace in your everyday life? Matthew 5, 9, it says, God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. If you want peace in your life, you may have to go first. You may have to forgive first. You may have to talk first or even reach out first. And what that looks like is you may have to have that crucial conversation that you don't want to have. And you may have to talk to someone. You may have to confront someone. You may have to uh, go and ask for forgiveness even when you feel like <laughs> you did not do anything wrong. That's what peace looks like. That's what walking in peace looks like. Peace is in the absence of something. It's a godly life inside of you. Don't ever look at the pressures of life and think you can't handle it because God has already given you the promise of peace. So the worship team can come out and just whenever they get a second or hear me. Um, <laughs> so I want to give you some, some reassurance and some peace <laughs> in this. So fix your mind on this scripture. Philippians 4, 6 and 7 says, don't worry about anything. Don't worry, about, and you can fill in the blank of anything. Don't worry about the coronavirus. Don't worry about your stock market. Don't worry about your finances. Don't worry about the economy. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. So this week, I was sitting here. I was sitting there last night and reading over this, and I said, as I'm sitting here worried, even about this message, I was so frustrated because I was so worried 
I was like, I'm speaking on peace. Why am I so worried? Why do I not have peace if I'm speaking on peace? Like, I don't understand. And in that, it was like, have you prayed about it as much as you worried about it? And I'm like, wow. I only prayed about this like one time. And it was like, Lord, just download every bit of everything you want in my system right now. And that was the prayer that I prayed. But for me, it's like, don't worry. Pray about it. Go to him about it. It's the same thing when it comes to gossip and different things like that. Don't talk about it. Go to him about it. I mean, he's going to take care of it. So don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So that was the last scripture I have. But just want you to understand that peace is a promise God keeps. And you got to keep your eyes on him through the storm and through the fear and through the different things that you're seeing and the things that are happening around you in this world. You've got to keep your eyes on Jesus. He is faithful and he is good. I'm telling you, he is good. Even when we don't see it, even when we don't feel it, the different things that are happening right now on our behalf that God is working on, it'll blow your mind in the next week or two. You'll see it. You'll see his hand on everything. You'll see his hand in your life. You'll see his hand in your finances. You'll see his hand in everything, even the people who are having to go without work right now. God is good, and he is faithful. I heard someone speaking about it last week at work because we were, we were thinking that maybe some surgeries would get canceled or whatever. And it's just like, you know what, guys? That's another way of the enemy to creep in. God's got you, and he is faithful. He is faithful even through your finances. He is faithful even through everything that you're facing right now, what you're worried about, your kids. And I heard, um, I hope Michelle don't mind me sharing this. I heard Michelle talking on Thursday, and it just hurt my heart so bad because she was talking about how she was so upset in the senior season for her son. And it breaks my heart. And uh, I don't know why I'm crying right now, but I am. So uh, (laughs) it breaks my heart to see that the enemy's trying to destroy their last few months of their senior year of high school. You know, the things that they waited on, their, you know, their senior trips and their senior nights and their sports and their, you know, man, you know what? If I can give you any kind of peace on that because I was praying and praying about it, he's faithful and he's going to make it happen. It may not look like what we thought it was going to look like. It may not be the exact date or time that we thought it was going to be, but God is going to work it out for the good. He's going to work it out for the good. So hold on to that. So for just a moment, if you'll just close your eyes. If you're sitting in this room and you're thinking, or you're sitting online on your couch or whatever you're doing, in this, in this moment, you're thinking, man, I want this peace that passes all understanding. This peace that I keep hearing about, this peace that I keep reading about. I want to know what that is. And this is what that looks like, man. If you've never trusted Jesus as your Savior, if you've never, ever had a relationship with Christ, Here's a moment for you to take part in that. I want to always, always have the peace of God with me in every step of my life. And I want you to do the same. This is why I feel I'm called to ministry because I want every single person, every single person, if I can just hand them a bottle of the presence of God and just hand it to them and say, just open it, you'll understand. If I could just do that, it would make my job easier. (laughs) It'll make our lives easier. But you know what? Every person is worth sharing Jesus with. 
and my heart just, you know, just bursts for people to just understand what that peace is and understand the, the promises that God did give you for you to hold on to. So in this moment, if you've never trusted Jesus as your Savior, if you've never had a relationship with Christ, or if you had in the past and you're like, I have no clue what this girl's talking about, and I'm scared to death that I'm going to die next week of the coronavirus, you'll just raise your hand in this room. Jesus, I just pray right now, God, that you just open our eyes, our ears, our hearts, and our minds, God, to understand, God, to just receive your peace right now, Jesus. I feel like someone uh, may have been in the room that's been serving in ministry or volunteering or whatever it is, and they're scared to raise their hand at that moment. God, I pray right now for that person. God, I pray that you just ignite a fire inside of them, Jesus. God, may your peace fall in this house. God, may we receive your peace. May we not walk in fear. But God, we walk in peace because you are the Prince of Peace. And God, you give peace that passes all understanding. So even in the midst of all the craziness, God, meet us here over and over again. And it may not even be in this room every single time. God, meet them in their bathrooms. Meet them in their cars. God, meet them in their homes. Meet them exactly where they are on their couch right now. God, just listening into this service. God, I pray that your presence falls in this place. Not only just for today, but God, for the weeks, the days and the weeks to come, maybe the months to come, whatever it is. God, we're trusting you and we know that you're faithful and we're believing, God, that you have a plan and we're holding on to that. So God, peace, peace, peace falls in this house and in their homes and the different places. God, they just walk in and they're not scared. They look at their bank account and they're not scared. God, they look at multiple different things and they're not scared and they're not nervous because your peace is in them, God. They abide in you, Jesus. Thank you for tuning in to our online broadcast here at Grow Church. We hope that you've heard something today that will strengthen and encourage you throughout the week. Make sure you tune in next week for our next broadcast. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to our online broadcast here at Grow Church. We hope that you've heard something today that will strengthen and encourage you throughout the week. Make sure you tune in next week for our next broadcast. God bless.